it's up to you and me to shine a guiding light and lead the way. United by our cause, we have the power to pursue what we believe. We'll achieve the realization of our dreams. Hello, welcome to this week's episode of New Horizons. I'm Vaughan Benison. Thanks for joining us again. This week, once again, we focus on employment. Last week, Sally Orish, Chief Executive Officer of Blind Citizens Australia, visited Canberra for the NDIS Jobs and Skills Summit. It was hosted by Bill Shorten, who's the Minister for the NDIS. Sally joins us now to tell us more. Sally, thanks once again for joining us. Thanks for having me, Vaughan. Jobs and Skills Summit. You visited Canberra last week. What exactly is a Jobs and Skills Summit? Yeah, so a Jobs and Skills Summit is uh, an initiative that's been brought about by the new Labor government, and they're looking at, I guess, employment broadly in Australia. And as part of that, there's been a number of kind of, I guess you could call them mini summits that are a bit more uh, specific in in their focus. And the uh, reports and the ideas and the kind of solutions that come from each of those are going to be taken to a, a a more broad Jobs and Skills Summit that will take place in early September. And so BCA, along with a number of other disability representative organisations, uh, service providers, government representatives, unions and, and all sorts of other people were invited to the NDIS Jobs and Skills Summit that was held in mid-August. And tell us about that. Yeah, so it was a it was a really exciting event to be a part of. Uh, it began with a dinner on the Tuesday night that was held at Parliament House, and that was a fantastic opportunity to meet a number of the people that were going to be taking part in the summit. Uh, there was a bit of a, a guest appearance by Anthony Albanese, so it was great to be able to uh, meet him and say a very very quick hello. Uh, but also to have a bit of time to spend talking to uh, the NDIS Minister, Bill Shorten, who was there for the evening. Uh, the people there that were representing the different disability organisations and a bunch of other people that were attending the summit in uh, the next day. Uh, so that was the Tuesday night. The summit itself kicked off on Wednesday and that was held again at, at Parliament House. It began with a panel um, of, of people with disability talking about their employment experiences. And, and those people ranged from people who worked in Australian disability enterprises uh, to people who were sort of in the uh, process of starting their, their very first job and someone who'd been working for a little longer uh, in a, a policy roles, and a journalist, all sorts of different people with different disability and different experience. So it was a great chance to hear from them. And that was followed by a series of provocations. And these were made by uh, people from different organisations speaking about different topics that related to, to disability. And they were really designed to, I guess, have, uh, make people think about things from different perspectives. So uh, Catherine McAlpine from Inclusion Australia spoke about something called the Polished Pathway, which is uh, a, a pathway that's almost kind of set up unintentionally that steers people with intellectual disability almost uh, without realising it into working for Australian disability enterprises or into day programs. Uh, Samantha Connor, who I'm sure many people have, have heard on about, uh, she spoke about how sometimes welfare systems are, are more of a hindrance uh, than a help in certain ways. Uh, Christine from the Disability Leadership Institute spoke about a lot of uh, statistics 
around uh, people with disability in decision making and executive level roles and and how uh, scary and confronting some of those statistics are because there are so few people. Uh, there were just a couple of the provocations, so quite a few. And after that, that's when we got into the, the fun stuff. Um, we broke up into groups, there were four groups, looking at different aspects, so pathways to employment, uh, models of employment, making sure that there was an NDIS workforce um, that was comprised of people with disability and making sure that the workforce was suitably skilled and, and qualified to provide the, the services that, that we needed. Uh, in each of those groups, there was a, a good time to identify what some of the barriers were that people experienced and then discuss some different solutions that, uh, that influence, that might address those barriers. And then we tried to, I guess, work that down into a bit of a, a statement about each of, what each of the groups were there to discuss. And all of that information is going to be fed into a, a report um, that Bill Shorten will take to the big Jobs and Skills Summit held in early September. Uh, and that will contain everything that was discussed in those groups and solutions and, and some summaries of what we discussed. Uh, and at the end of the day was a chance for all the groups to come back together and, and share everything they, they discussed. Uh, and that finished off with a bit of a closing statement and some words from, uh, from Bill and from uh, Ellie D. Marchelier and from Carolyn Hodge from People with Disability Australia who will be uh, attending the Bigger Jobs and Skills Summit uh, representing people with disability on that, on that day. I'm really interested you made a comment about the statistics of uh, people with disability in leadership positions. Uh, the Australian Communications Consumer Action Network uh, just today, in fact, held a public launch of its community position statement on the public procurement of accessible information communications technology. Bruce Maguire spoke at that program and one of the statistics that he uh, told us was that only about 18% of people who are blind or vision impaired who are employed, and there's fewer than 50% of people who are blind or vision impaired who are employed, out of those people, only 18% are in supervisory or management roles. Is that borne out by the statistics you heard at the uh, Jobs and Skills Summit? Yes, yeah, the, the statistics that we heard were more general. They reflected people with disability uh, broadly. I'm not at all surprised by the, the number that, that Bruce has, has shared there. Um, I think one of the ones that Christine mentioned was that there are only five people with disability at the SES level uh, in the public service. Um, she went on to, to state some, some more statistics. Um, they are shared on the Disability Leadership Institute's LinkedIn page if anyone wants to read the post in full. It's quite, it's fascinating, it's, it's alarming, it's intriguing, uh, all of those things all in one. There is a lot that plays into this, of course, the uh, the Jobs and Skills Summit that you attended. Uh, there's also been the recent review of the Disability Employment Service. Of course, there's Blind Citizens Australia's work on the Eye to the Future project. What do we see as the future for all of this? Yeah, I, there has certainly been a lot of work in the employment space recently. Uh, and there's also things to add into that, like the Australian Disability Strategy uh, and how that covers employment as well. And I think that what is in store for the future is definitely some change. Um, I think the review into disability employment services is going to clearly demonstrate that what we have at the moment isn't working. And we can see that by the fact that there has been pretty much no change in the past three decades 
in the number of people with disability age 15 to 64 who are currently working. Um, that, st that statistic has re remained pretty steady despite the introduction of several different uh, programs and initiatives. So we need to see some change. And that a lot of that change uh, needs to relate to the attitudes of people with the hiring decisions. Uh, we also need to see more people with disability in decision-making roles to make sure that any programs that or initiatives that are brought about are, are fit for purpose and that really reflect what it is that we need uh, and what it is that employers need to make sure that we are seeing that, that change in the employment rate. Are we heading there, do you think? I, I think there is change happening, but I think it's a very slow process uh, and I would like to see it happen much, much quicker. I think we are definitely heading there. Uh, I think there's a lot of room for improvement, but we are starting to see some change. And I think that, uh, that those little bits of change will hopefully snowball and they'll lead to some, some bigger and faster change. And, and the sooner that that comes about, I think the better for all of us. Mm. Yeah, I'm, I'm particularly interested in the review of the Disability Employment Service. Uh, I submitted to that at the beginning of the year, um, talking about the lack of service, so to speak, um, particularly in the context of blindness and vision impairment and how most of the people that I know who've got jobs have done so outside the Disability Employment Service model. Has that been your experience in terms of working with BCA? That is certainly my experience. Um, I haven't come across many people who are satisfied with the disability employment services the way that they are. The feedback that we're hearing is that many of the consultants that people engage with, not all, uh, but, but definitely many, don't understand blindness or vision impairment and how someone who is blind or vision impaired can effectively and efficiently function in the workplace. And so if they don't understand it, uh, it's how, how could they possibly support someone and promote them uh, to, to a job, to an employer? That's the biggest piece of feedback that we hear and, and one that we would really like to see addressed by the changes of, of, that are coming into the Disability Employment Services. What specifically do we expect to see coming out of the Jobs and Skills Summit? Has uh, Bill Shorten given any undertaking as to uh, what he will be saying and what the outcomes will be? Not a great deal has been said. Uh, I think that hopefully we will see uh, some changes specifically in perhaps uh, minimum standards of, of qualification and training for people who provide services to people with disability. Uh, so that could be from support workers to people who work for the NDIS and uh, like directly providing planning and other support services. Uh, it's not clear on, on what form that may take, but there definitely did seem to be an appreciation for the fact that it would be ideal if that training was developed and delivered by people with disability themselves. Uh, and I think that there'll also be a, a good push to change the way that disability employment services operate, and that will reinforce the, the feedback that many of us provided during the review of the disability employment services. Well, Sally, I hope uh, everything goes well, and uh, no doubt we'll be talking to someone soon about the Eye to the Future project, but uh, in the meantime, thanks for joining us. Not a problem, Vaughan. Thanks for having me. Sally Orish there, Chief Executive Officer of Blind Citizens Australia. If you've got any story ideas or anything you'd like to hear more about on New Horizons, get in touch with me, new.horizons at bca.org.au is the address, new.horizons at bca.org.au. 
And remember too that Blind Citizens Australia's website has a wealth of information about blindness and vision impairment, issues faced by people who are blind or vision impaired, and information sheets that uh, you can download and look at and you can share with people in your workplace. There's a whole lot of other disability-related information available as well. If you'd like to donate to Blind Citizens Australia, you can find out more about how you can do that on the website. The website address, of course, is bca.org.au. bca.org.au. And remember that if you're listening to this on one of our broadcast partner stations, Blind Citizens Australia's New Horizons program is available as a podcast. Simply search for Blind Citizens Australia in your podcast app of choice or your portable book reader and uh, you'll find that and also Blind Citizens News. You can then subscribe. If you're a customer of the Vision Australia Information Library Service, you can have a look there and do a search and you'll find New Horizons as a podcast through the Vision Australia Library Service. If you'd like to get in touch with Blind Citizens Australia to find out more about anything we've discussed on the program or any other issue relating to blindness or vision impairment, their telephone number is 1800 033 660. That's 1800 033 660. Or you can email bca at bca.org.au. bca at bca.org.au. Once again, if you've got any feedback or story ideas for New Horizons, new.horizons at bca.org.au is the email address. new.horizons at bca.org.au. I'll talk to you next week. We'll achieve the realisation of our dreams. Of our dreams.